Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to another Sporting 160 in English. And today, I'll be your host, Steph Teixeira, together with uh, Bruno Brito from Portugal, Lisbon. How are you doing, Bruno? Hello, I'm doing uh, fine. Uh, it's good to be back and uh, to be here talking about our great Sporting Club Portugal once again. I feel you. I feel you. It's been a long time. I'm glad that you're back, too. Also, from all the way from uh, the United Kingdom, we have Sam Fonseca. It's been a minute. How, how are you doing, Sam? I'm very good. Thank you for having me back on. Like Bruno said, it's a pleasure to always be talking about sporting with you guys. Good, good. Excellent. And uh, last but not least, we have uh, Denny Saldana from uh, Canada. How are you doing, Denny? Doing good, man. Doing great. Glad to be back on again. Great, great. And later on, we'll have... Uh, Brun Mins uh, joining us. He's uh, he just getting off work, and then he'll join us too. So without any further delays, let's move on. We're going, we're going to talk about uh, uh, several topics, uh, one of them being the Tassa Portugal, the final. Uh, I know it's not a pleasant tra- topic, but we must talk about it. Also, we'll talk about the uh, present situation with Sporting Club Portugal, what's going on now. Uh, we'll talk about the modalities. And uh, we'll talk about the Portuguese media and the transfers. So let's let's move on to uh, the Tasa Portugal game. Uh, so the starting lineup was Rui Patricio, Stefan Ritovski, Coates, Jeremy Mathieu, Fábio Coentrão, Bataglia, William Carvalho, Gelson Martins, Bruno Mendes, Acuna, and Baz Dost. So Sam, give me your two cents. What did you think about the game? Well, it was quite a while ago now, but from what I remember, it was just painful to watch. And I can say that about the last two games Sporting played, like one against Maritimo and then this one. Just, you know, lifeless performance. But that being said, with the recent events that surrounded that uh, that final with, you know, the, the fans going into the, the training ground and, you know, the events that happened there, I, you couldn't really expect them to all be 100% mentally, but you still expected uh, a better performance from what we saw uh, in that game. And of, as you all know, the fans walked out during uh, when it was 2-0. They were just uh, as upset as we were. But that being said, I don't think, I don't think no matter the score, the fans should walk out. Always, you know, watch the team, support the team. Uh, it is hard, and I know, especially considering what we've lost, could have gone second place and we bottled it. Could have gone to the got the trophy of the Tassa, but no, we bottled that as well. As frustrating as it is, I think now more than ever, we all need to stick together. But that being said, that game did prove to me as well that there is a lot of people that sporting should be willing to sell and willing to uh, you know send out on loan. I think William Cavallo played pretty poorly, and I think you know. As much as I love the guy, as much as he's been a great servant for us, that I think now the time now's our time to cash in on him and move on. Especially if he has a good World Cup as well, I don't see why we couldn't get forty million out of the a Premier League team. Uh, there's also the rumor of Patricio leaving. He did make a mistake that game. Some say two. I don't blame him on the first one, but the second one I think should do better. But that being said, I don't want Patricio to leave. Although it's pretty much almost confirmed that he's gone. But yeah, there's a Ristovsky, I thought, is, a, is an okay player. Uh, some were calling for Piccini to start instead of him. But in all honesty, I think uh, Ristovsky is better than Piccini. I think uh, going forward, Ristovsky should start. 
And it was just players that, you know, Bruno Fernandes is always fantastic. Mateo Nkwartes recently, you know, have been here and there. But that being said, you can see in that game, the, the Maritima game, there is a lot of dead weight we have. Just to name a few, Ruben Ribeiro, Bruno Cesar, just players that we don't need and that are taking up spaces for youngsters like Chico Geraldo, Mateus Pereira, even Carlos Mane. You know, hopefully next season we can employ more of these youngsters. But yeah, that's what I have to say on, on the game. Okay, so yeah, I feel the same way as you do. I'm just going to give my two cents right away. I won't take too long. Uh, but uh, Sporting played well the first uh, 10 minutes. And then the last 10 minutes when we needed to tie the game. And besides that, uh, I'll piggyback everything you've just said. Um, and I'll leave it at that. Um, it was very painful to me. And you guys all know about that because I had to disconnect for a couple of days. Um, you know, I'm 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 man enough to admit it that uh, I didn't like to be to lose against Sportive Davs. They played better. They deserved it. I'm not questioning uh, their victory, uh, but to me, as a Sportingista, that uh, we hardly win titles with the senior team, uh, I took it very hard, and. Um, I just had to disconnect for a couple of days and then I came back. And then after I came back, all of a sudden we had the scandal of a cash ball, which we'll talk about it uh, for a little bit in a little while. But uh, Bruno, uh, give me your two cents. Uh, I think we missed a lot of clear opportunities to score, even though we did a a bad, uh, bad game, but um, the worst was the bad feelings around the game due to, due to the events before the match in uh, Alkshet. And I think the most important of all is to regroup the, the troops and to, to get the team united for the, the next season. I think uh, the match uh, was the minimum due to what happened before. And we need to to set the pieces to to regain the the connection with uh, all the pieces of the club in my opinion. I I agree with you. I know exactly what you mean. Uh, the club is a, is a little bit in in uh uh, up in chains, but we'll find a way to pull together and um, and move on the, up the situation crisis that we involve now. Uh, Danny, uh, uh, tell us what you thought about the Tasa Portugal final. Yeah, it was um, uh, it was setting up like during the day. It was like a whole festa, which is you know how it's supposed to be done. It is the the. That it was it was becoming a great atmosphere just before the game, even even here in Toronto. Uh, I went to uh, Casa de Sporting here in Toronto, and it, you know we were roasting some pig, having some late down, having a few beers. It really felt like a festa, and then uh, and then the game happened, and that festa turned into into, into sorrow. I think we, like Bruno said, we we did enough to to I think we could have won the game, we or at least tied it. Um, but also the way, Sam, like what Sam said, uh, the the events leading up to it. I mean, it was tough to really ask for for a lot. And I think the players they they 
they definitely showed some effort, especially towards the end when they really needed a goal. Um, but it was just, it wasn't meant to be. And Avs were, were good on the day. The few chances they had, they scored. You can't really complain at that. Um, I think their first goal, it came easy. I like Quatch, I don't know why he wasn't really on his man like that. And then on the second goal as well, I, I think he just uh, gets slides by Aquinha and then gets the better of Rui Patricio. I think Rui should have been, done a lot better on that one. Jelson could have had at least two goals. But, um, I mean, it is what it is. Uh, it, was, it was really tough. And, of course, Baz Dawson missing the open net. Uh, we, we, should have, we should have at least walked away going into, into you know, um, to extra time. But um, credit to Avs. Congratulations, Avs. Uh, you, were, you, you were well on the day. I guess you guys deserved it. You took advantage of, um, of the situation that Spartan put themselves in because it was mainly Spartan fans there. And um, I hope those 50 criminals are, are happy with what they did because we could have been walking away with a, with a trophy had we trained that day because we didn't lose to them in the league. Um, it was a tough day. A uh, day that we're still kind of, you know, uh, upset about, but there's nothing else we can do. Just look forward and, and like you said, Bruno, like rally the troops um, so that they can come back stronger for next season. Yeah, um, agreed. So uh, is that all we, we have to say about the Tassa Portugal game? I mean, me personally, that's all I have to say. Uh, I don't really want to talk about it no more. What about you guys? I'm just going to say that I feel like I've deserved it more than we did. They wanted it more. Without a doubt. I agree with you 100%. Avs were prepared. And um, the only thing I'll say is um, uh, Sporting didn't, didn't practice it all the whole week. And it showed. Because when you're out of your routines and, um, and then you play a competitive game, it, it showed big time. We, we, we played most of the time playing back and sideways, back and sideways. And, um, and Avs, they had a, a plan. They, they stuck to the plan. And um, it paid their dividends. They, they won the Taça Portugal. And uh, congratulations to them. And uh, that's all I got to say. Uh, should we move on? Yep. Yeah. Do you want me to do the questions real quick that we had last week on Twitter or, or something we, else? We can say, yeah, go ahead. Go with the questions. Go ahead. All right, cool. Sorry. Um, just quickly, I just want to apologize for all the fans that were waiting for us last week. We had some technical issues and we couldn't really, um, we couldn't basically connect on, on Hangouts here. So we're doing it today. Um, we had a question in from Zepreda at Zepreda4785 on Twitter. Uh, he said, sorry, he said a few questions. Um, many, sporting, may, many players out on loan accumulated lots of minutes this season. Out of that list of players, which should be featured next season? And other than goalie, um, which position should Sporting focus on improvising? So we'll answer that question first. Out of all the players loaned out, who do you think um, are like the most likely candidates to be starting for us next season. Okay, so um, I'll, I'll go first, and uh, I'll, I'll just say two names, so I can give everybody else a shot to give other names. But to me, uh, without a doubt, uh, Ushik Shiraj, Um I can see him playing as a number eight and doing really great. And uh, uh, personally, I've always liked the kid, Matheus Pereira. Uh, so, and I'll leave it at those two names because there's so much more. So I want to give Sam Fonseca and Brun, uh, Brun Bridge 
a chance to say a couple names. So that's it for me. All right. Uh, I was going to say, again, with Steph, uh, Sheik Gerald, but I'm going to change from, you said Mateus Pereira, I'm going to go with Carlos Mane because I've always liked the guy when he was uh, sporting before. So there are, those are my two. All right, Bruno. Yeah, for me, uh, those three players are the the most important uh, with the, uh, the large potential that we have to join uh, our squad next year. And I think we need uh, improvement for the left wing and uh, we need a second striker. Maybe Carlos Mane can play there uh, like a solution for uh, Bruno Fernandes, if he leaves, I don't know. But uh, I would like to to watch Slimani return once again. Yeah, that would be great. We are we have been linked to him too. And for the goalie, uh, if Patricio leaves, um, there are names that will. We're being uh, we're linked to Sporting. I've heard about uh, Joe Hart and uh, Viviano. In my opinion, uh, I sh- I've shared in uh, on Twitter. Uh, maybe Perrin from Genova. We can uh, use uh, Yurim Debs to to lower his price. Is is um, at the end of his uh, contract. You just have have um, one year of contract, and uh, we can uh, we can uh, took advantage from that. Yeah, that's a that's actually a really great shout. I didn't even think of that. It's a really great shout. Um, all right, next question from Zach because he he gave I think three or four. Um. Seems like the forces are pushing for a Ricardo Sapin managerial return. But is it fair to judge him negatively for his first stint considering he took over Domingos, then had the summer to prepare for what was the seventh place season under Gling Lopsh? Uh, I'm basically, it, it, is Ricardo Sapin a good um, option for us uh, if George Zuz is to leave? Uh, Sam, start with this one if you want. Like, I mean, I'm, I'm always going to give. Uh, the managers the benefit of the doubt especially like you said they didn't have the summer to prepare so I say why not really if if he's available then I say go for him he had a good season with a uh, standard Liège I believe and uh, you know like I said if George is just to leave I don't see why not he he loves the club and uh, yeah I wouldn't mind to have uh, Sapinto as our manager yeah Steph what do you think I think that uh, Sapinto would be a great choice. He actually uh, won the uh, the uh, cup in um, uh, was it in Belgium? Yeah, Belgium. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and um, he did really great. Um, he's uh, more seasoned. He's more prepared than the last time. You can compare this Sapinto with when he was uh, the coach for Sporting many many moons ago, because at that time I don't think he was prepared. Um, it takes time to be a coach. It's not because you wake up one day and you say, hey, I want to be a coach. And you go and to some classes and you take some classes in tactics and how to put a couple of cones and 
give away little uh, color vests that you become a coach. It comes with it with time and with experience. So now I think he's more prepared and I think he's a good choice. Uh, but it's very premature because uh, Jose Jesus hasn't voiced his opinion. Uh, lately, I've heard that the Bunker Rajar has spoke to him. Uh, I don't think Sporting is willing to pay off $7 million uh, euros. Um, so he might stay, to tell the truth. Uh, you know, we'll talk about what's going on without Sporting, but Bruno Carvalho is actually slowly but surely um, becoming stronger and stronger as far as staying instead of being, uh, you know, out of the club. Uh, we, we, we know there's a few people that want to kick them out of the club. And again, we'll talk about it, but coming back to Sapinto, if George Jesus leaves, which I don't think he will, actually, um, yes, he's a great choice. But like we've spoken about uh, this topic before, there's other coaches that me personally, I would love to see Rui Jorge uh, from the sub-21, uh, the under-21 team. But that's me. So, uh, and that's all I got to say about this topic. All right, Bruno, what's your two cents? What do you think? Sapping too good or bad for Sporting? For me, Sapinto would be a perfect choice for an assistant assistant coach because he knows the club. He has clout. It's good to work uh, with young players. And I think it would be perfect to have uh, another more experienced coach where they could uh, share knowledge and experience to get the best out of the whole team. That's what I think. Yeah, fair enough. Uh, just quickly for me, I think, of course, I'd support him if he does take over. Um, but personally, I think I think we should be going out in for, for someone else. But I'm not totally opposed to Sapinto. I'm not even totally opposed to Jardizu staying one more season. Uh, we'll see what happens with that. Uh, last question from Zé. Uh, says, should Sporting abandon the Bastos system of catering to his skill for a more mobile ball-controlling forward like a Lietzen? Um, or if Sporting does continue with Bas Dost, how can they give him more help? Um, Steph, start with this one if you want. Basically, okay, so, it, it should okay, should yeah. should we move to a more agile forward like Lietzen, or should or how sh should we change our style up with, you know, making Bas Dost the target man to make him something else, or what should we do? What do you think we should do? Okay, so. Um... We should have both options. We should have a, pl a player like Bajdost, um Pinheiro, that he can cross the balls and he, he can score easily, or, you know, uh, with his uh, uh, set skills. And we should have somebody like uh, Lietzen, um, more agile, uh, a little bit faster. Uh, that would be like a Slimani. Uh, Slimani was a kind of a combination of both, something agile, someone agile and also tall, uh, if we could get someone like that, then we set. And then we can get somebody that we thought like Dumbia would be the solution, but apparently it was not. <laughs> I mean, it's obvious now, but someone that with similar skills that uh, we thought Dumbia had to be a fast player in case the game is not going well, we put him in and he can use the super supersonic speed. Um, so... So, yes, in a way, if Bajdos is not staying, uh, it doesn't seem like he wants to stay anymore, uh, then uh, I would make a, an effort to get Slimani. 
Slimani is not happy in the UK. He has not done great in Leicester and West Ham. Um, I think deep inside, he kind of regrets going to uh, the Premier League. Um, and not saying that he wouldn't perform well in another team, but uh, at Sporting, they built a team around him. I don't see any English team building a team around Slimani because he's not a super name, a super crack, a superstar like Ronaldo. You know what I mean? So it's going to be very tough for Slimani to prevail and to be successful in England. If he plays for a small team, the smaller teams, they play in counterattack. So they're never going to play for his style. So I hope he comes back. I mean, I'll even pay a couple more dollars of dues, the sausages every month if they want him to come back, you know? <laughs> uh, <laughs> but, you know, the, the, we should have both uh, styles. Uh, and it's possible because most teams have both styles of plays. And right. that's all I got to say. All right, fair. Bruno, what's your, what's your take on it? I think we need um, similar players to Teo Gutierrez and Slimani. One to play between uh, lines and another to press the opposing, uh, the opposing defense to allow a greater offensive equity and to make the, the attack easier. Uh, without um, players with these characteristics, it's, it is difficult to play just uh, with two midfielders in the middle. Uh, I think the wingers uh, in George's uh, first season, we had João Mario, who helped the team to, to defend. And uh, in practice, we had three midfielders. So it was easier for us to, to have some... Um, uh, balance, and that I, f I think that's what we need uh, since uh, we lost uh, João Mario, Teo Gutierrez, and Slimani. Yeah, fair enough. I I, I agree. And um, on to the last question, that um, comes in from Chip Carvaldo. Uh, thanks, Chip. Um, it's how do you rate the season out of ten? What's the highlights of our season, and who are our best? Who are the best, worst players? Uh, what needs improvement ahead for the next season? So first, just what do, you, what do you guys rate our season out of 10? Personally, I'll give it a 6 because it was going so well and then just finished horribly. Um, yeah, guys, chip in. What do you think our, our season out of 10 is? Uh, yeah, a 6. Uh, we, we at least won the uh, Tasa de Liga, uh, which is uh, nothing amazing. Uh, but still, we didn't have it. Uh, that was the, the first uh, Tasa de Liga that we ever won. So a six, because uh, towards the end, um, it was a total misery uh, losing against Maritimo and then losing against Avs, Tasa Portugal. They dropped uh, a couple of notches. So a six. Yeah. Sam? Uh, I'm going to go with six as well. The reason why I don't go lower is just because uh, obviously the Tasa de Liga and also I thought in the Europa League and Champions League, we had very good performances, especially in the Europa League, to get knocked out by the eventual champions, obviously. But that being said, I also don't think we played horribly against Atletico Madrid. We showed mm -hmm. that we were a force to be reckoned with, and the same in the group stage of the Champions League. So, yeah, I'm going to give it a six. Yeah, and uh, Bruno, what do you think? A out six. of ten. 
six two. Uh, we started very well, and we second part of the season was a, a deception for us. I totally agree with your opinions. And um, so, highlights of the season and best and worst players. Uh, Sam, go first on this one. If you want. Uh, best players, uh, Bruno Fernandes. Uh, uh, definitely, I don't think there's anyone that goes close to him. Uh, worst player, if we... Um, I don't know, it's a hard one because I want to say obviously Ruben Ribeiro because, you know, he didn't really do much, contribute much. But in terms of the whole season, if we're just talking about starting eleven, for me, I was really disappointed this season in William Cavallo. I want to say he's the worst player, but he had a disappointing season. But I just want to add to that as well. Just a, a player who surprised me was uh, Fabio Cantrell. Obviously, he had his fitness issues, but I think he proved that he still has uh, talent, and I think he showed that here. Yeah. Uh, Bruno, go next. Highlight of the season and best and worst players. Uh, the best for me, Bruno Fernandes and uh, Bataglia. Uh, Piccini was a good uh, surprise. He, he lost uh, some um, some energy in the last uh, two months. And the worst for me, without any doubt, uh, William Carvalho. Wow. All right. And uh, Steph? Best worst players for you. Okay, so the the best the best player for me, without any doubt, was uh, uh, was Bruno Fernandes. But uh, um, after seeing how well he played, we kind of burned him out. Uh, he needed to rest. I mean, you, you look at the, the top notch teams, and even Messi rests, even Iniesta rests, even. Uh, uh, player, the the best players in the world, uh, like Cristiano Ronaldo, they take some rest, and we just burned him out. And then towards the end of the season, you could see uh, him uh, missing a lot of uh, a lot of passes. A bit, I don't totally blame him, uh, and that's why I never got what Chicharals was loaned, because he could have been easily his replacement at times. So I don't think the preseason was well prepared by George Jesus. Uh, and then uh, the worst player, uh, I'm on the same boat as um, as Bruno, uh, Will Carvalho. He showed no no heart. He showed no emotion. He showed no no leadership. I don't think he he played to his full capacity. Um, and you can have, you as a professional player, you can never think that you're bigger than a club. When you think that way, then that's it. You're done. And that's all I gotta say. Fair play. To me, of course, the best player was uh, Bazooka Fernandes. Um, his goals were incredible. His assists were always there. With him, we 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 were more likely to win than lose. Without him, we, even against the smallest teams, we were we were struggling. Um, of course, like like you guys also mentioned, the close second to uh, I think Bataglia and then also Piccini was a good surprise. And then our worst player is to me Dumbia because. He's been a he's been a sack of potatoes for the whole year, in my opinion. That's a good point. I was going to say <laughs> just after that as well. Freddie Montero, I forgot about him. I'm going to add into that worst playlist as well. Uh, don't do my boy Freddie like that, man. Uh, nah, just Freddie, man. This no, season. I, I love him, but 
yeah, cool season. Fair enough. Yeah, he had a pretty bad season as well. Um, all right, and then the last question from Chip Carvaldo was just uh, what needs to be improved and changed ahead of next season. Improved in what? Improved and changed in, in like the in the team. Uh, you sort of uh, alluded to like a left wing spot. But what else do you think? If you think anything else needs to be improved, the second striker maybe. If Bruno Fernandes uh, plays in the in the middle, mm-hmm. and uh, maybe the the left back, we need a uh, Quentin did a, a wonderful. A good no, a wonderful no, but a good season, and uh, yeah. I think we need a good sub to, because we we are in uh, four fronts, and we need uh, a good sub in every position. It's all yeah. about it's all about good balance. If you don't have a good balance, it's difficult to to be competitive in all the the competitions. Yep, for sure. Uh, Sam, what do you think needs to be improved ahead of next season? Uh, without the, just the player standpoint, I think it's just the mentality of the team. I think a lot of players like Steph Lewis or William Cavalier are thinking they're better than the team. Yeah. And I think something needs to be changed, uh, whether it's the, the manager who uh, makes the atmosphere or you know the captains. I just think uh, that's probably one of the main things that needs to be changed. But in terms of players... I agree. I think we need a, a second striker because uh, Bastos, as good as he is, he only has a limited skill set. And if I would say one more position, I'd probably go with left back as well. Yeah, yeah, I'd agree. And, and Steph, what do you think needs to be improved? Well, it's 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 hard to 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 say what needs to be improved because we have no clue at this point in time who's staying. Uh, everything is a total mess. Um, I'm not speculating anything because I don't know anything, but it looks, it looks like some players want to stay. Some players want to go. So it looks like we're going to have a really young team and, um, I kind of like it, uh, to some degree. So we shall see, but let's say if the, the team stayed the way it is now, assuming that Fabio Quintana is not staying because his payroll is too, too high, then I agree. We need another uh, left fullback. Uh, I would bring back Ludi Mudeiros. Uh, our good friend Zé Pereira is actually uh, uh, listening to our podcast live, and he mis- yeah. mentioned it on his uh, comments. Uh, thank you for that, Zé. Um, that's a very good choice, too, because he's doing great in Italy. Um, and then we need another striker, definitely. Dumbia, uh, believe it or not, it's still at Sporting. He should have been gone a long time ago, like in the winter time, but he's still at Sporting. I think he's the only one that wants to stay. So, with our luck, um, <laughs> yeah, he's the only know? one not gonna quote unquote rescind this contract. <laughs> well, I mean, there's the sale. Uh, but then <laughs> let's let's not forget that we have uh, we just mentioned Matheus Pereira, Ucaros Mané. Uh, they're gonna give them a shot. Uh, U Barbosa. Um, they're going to give him a shot too from the B team. Um, also, we have Dala. Uh, I don't know if he was doing well while on the loan in the Riwav. I don't mm. think so. He didn't play Not that much. Really. Yeah. He had a good first three, four games, but then wasn't really used. But that's why we, we have. 
but that's why we have a preseason to bring those players back and to see. You know, go ahead, Brun. Yeah, but Tala was uh, injured two times. Uh, ah, that's right. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, it's not easy. And then yeah, we still right. we still have Alputo, uh, uh, Rafael Leão. Uh, yeah. yeah. So we have we have a lot of materi prima in uh, now youth league youth uh, teams, uh, especially the B team and junior team. Uh, Elvis Balde, another uh, winger. I would love to see you know play for the A team or. You know, so the um, we still have Wendell. Didn't play much. I still want to see what he has to offer for the team. And Misic. Um, and Misic, yeah. So we're we going to have a, a good team we, combined with experience. It lo- looks like Kuatis is staying. Uh, because, you know, when he left to the national team, his national team, he said, hey, I have a contract. I'm staying. But Dagli recently in, uh, with the TC he, he said he's, he wants to stay, you know, in Portugal. Uh, so I don't know what to believe from the Portuguese media because it's a mess. It's a, it's a lot of fake information, information to keep us confused, and everything is very bizarre. Um, yep. But again, that's one of our topics, and we'll talk about that. But yeah, that that would be the places I would uh, see improvement. Would like to see improvement. Left full back because. From- the midfield, I think, will be fine. I see a lot of good stuff going on, even if uh, William Carvalho leaves. And then a striker. Maybe yeah. Lumer. Uh, I think maybe Lumer can be can improve a lot too. But uh, if the the coach uh, gives him a chance, some confidence. Yeah, yeah. If he yeah. gives him a chance, yeah, because George uh, Jesus from the get go, he didn't give him a chance. Yeah, yeah. and he passed. Uh, how can I say at start the the incompatibility uh, at start the incompetence? Yeah. yeah, yeah, exactly. So he, he basically called him incompetent from the get go before, you know, uh, him proving himself. Yeah, and he's playing um, for the national team of Ghana uh, on the starting eleven, and they were I th- I think they won two zero against uh, Japan. Japan will okay. be in the World Cup, so it show it shows he, he has quality. And better than to, yeah, better yeah. than us. We tied two two against uh, Tunisia, so you, yeah. you got, yeah, you got a point. And uh, another point, uh, I think Sporting with so many wingers on the on the team and uh, by lo- uh, loan to another teams, we can't uh, end the season. Playing with Mizic like a like a sub for the left uh, wing, it it doesn't make any sense. And like Bruno Carvalho said, um, there was a a bad um, manage uh, management of our players along all the season. Agreed, uh, Danny. Yeah. Any more any more questions? No, that was it. I was just going to throw in my quick two cents. I was going to agree with all of you. I think we definitely need a left back. I definitely want to see another striker in the mold of Baz Dost. If that's Slimani, that's perfect. And what I want to improve and change is our rotation. I want, like we have looted all season, I want more rotation in the squad. I want fresher players. I want younger players uh, giving a shot when when it's Tasa de Liga, even if it's Tasa Portugal. 
Um, you know, if, if there's an injury, I don't want us playing a player like it seemed we did with Piccini against Maritimo. I want us, you know, rotating. This is a deep team. This is a team that, a club that's, you know, historically had a great academy. I, I want, whether it's Zardzuz or anybody else, I want somebody to go in and, and look at the kids and give the kids a chance and, and, and yeah, rotate the team more. That's, that's the main change I want. Uh, so definitely left back and then just rotate the team. And maybe another a num- another number eight because uh, I think we're we're low in those positions. But that's it. That's it with the questions. Thanks for everybody for their questions. Zeph, thank you very much. Chip Carvaldo, thank you very much. And also a special thank you to Mike, who last week was all ready to uh, do the podcast with us, but technology just wasn't letting us have it. So thank you, Mike from Three Tugers. And yeah, Steph, back to you. Okay, sounds good. So a couple uh, shout out to Jose Pereira. He's online with us and Kevin Fernandes also as well. Uh, Kevin, uh, he uh, put some comments and he said that you you love to see Mané and Mateus uh, in in our team again. And I agree with uh, with, Ke- with Kevin. Uh, I would love to see those two puts in our team again. They both of them uh, they grew up in our academy and they're phenomenal players. Um, also. Uh, one question, kind of a question from Zé Pereira, and this is the last one. Uh, Domingo Duarte, do you think uh, he could be in our A squad? Danny? Uh, maybe as the fourth center back. Um, but if we keep the center backs that we have, as well as Marcelo. Oh, we even got Marcelo. I don't think, I think another loan will do him well, get him the experience. Um, but if any of the four center backs we have now, before I, I'm, I'm including Marcelo in this, any of the other three decide to leave, then for sure he can slot in. If not, then uh, I think another loan will, or if we can somehow sell him, I think that would do well. Because he's good, but I don't think he's he's not that great quality yet, in my opinion. Okay. Uh, Bruno, what do you think? Uh, I totally agree with Daniel. In my opinion, we have uh, four cent- uh, center backs. With uh, good quality, and uh, Mings Duarte is a youngster, and um, he needs to to play to to raise his level. So I think it's better for him to be loaned. And uh, Belenenses is trying to to get um, his um, service by a, by a loan transfer, and I think uh, Silas. Could be a, a good coach for him to, to continue to raise his level. Okay, and uh, thank you for your feedback, uh, Bruno. And Sam, what do you think? Yeah, 100% agree with uh, both of them there. Uh, if one of them, if one of our four centre backs leaves, then yeah, I don't see why it couldn't be the fourth choice. But at the moment, with the quality we have in uh, centre backs, which, you know, we haven't had to say in a long time because our centre backs have been pretty. Uh, Awful for the last couple of years, but yeah, I think another low move will do him well. Okay, and Zay, Zay is saying to stop being so salty. <laughs> <laughs> After this season, can you blame me? <laughs> yeah, you got a point. I'm salty too. So, okay, so now let's talk about uh, something that'll bring us joy to our hearts. Said uh, someone that deserves our attention and our full love which is our female team. Uh, they won the Portuguese Cup uh, last Sunday, and uh, this was the starting 11. 
Patrícia Moraes, our MVP, Matilde Fidalgo, Joana Marchão, Mariana Zvedo, Carol Costa, Caroline Baldwin, my favorite player. She's a US, uh, US player and she's tiny, but she's feisty. She, she wins all the 50-50 balls. What a, what a game she had. Tatiana Pinto, Sharon Hoseski, Fatima Pinto. Sharon is also a US player. Fatima Pinto, Anna Borges, and Diane Silva with, with that missile. Oh, my God, what a goal. So I'll go first. Um, I watched the whole game. Um, uh, Danny, you know why I watch games now. I told you my secret. Uh, <laughs> the, <laughs> all of you know. Uh, so it, it, it was a phenomenal, a phenomenal game. Very, very entertaining. Uh, the Portuguese female league is becoming more and more interesting. Uh, the best teams uh, are, of course, Sporting, uh, Braga, and Sturil. Uh, those three teams, uh, they they very close to each other. Uh, this win was very tough. If Patricia Muraj was the MVP, it tells you all. She had she pulled some amazing saves. She looked like Rui Patricio, to tell the truth. Uh, Braga played extremely well. I hate their president, but their fem- female team, they are a joy to see play. They play well. Um, if they won the Portuguese Cup, I wouldn't be surprised. But luckily, we won, and that's what I wanted, of course, with that amazing goal from the uh, Diana Silva. What a goal. That was like off the midfield. And um, they all played well, uh, all 22 players, all 22 ladies. Um, we won the cup at the end in extra time. Uh, this is how tough the game was. And uh, again, another, uh, this one was uh, three trophies, the Super Cup, uh, the, uh, the, the, the League Cup, and the Tassa Portugal Cup. I, we can only say thank you, ladies. You guys are phenomenal. I love you all. But a little bit more, Caroline, Caroline Baldwin. Uh, and, and that's that's all I got to say. This is all we want from our professional players. It's to give it all, to sweat their T-shirt until they can, they can run no more. And we've seen that from our female team and all other modalities that we'll talk about it. And I'm going to say it. I didn't see that from our senior team. Uh, from our uh, men's team. So maybe they should uh, be watching them and the modalities to learn uh, what's, what's how to be humble and how to play with the love, with the love for, for their jersey, for the sporting jersey. But that's all, that's all I got to say. Thank you, ladies. So, uh, Danny, I don't know if you watched the game, but give me your two cents. I did watch the game because uh, it was on RTP International. Thank you, RTP, for that. Finally, for doing something for me. Yeah, I know <laughs> the ladies, the ladies' game, but not the men's I game. I know, yeah. <laughs> oh, go ahead. Uh, anyways, yeah, it was uh, an amazing goal from Lev Zinga, um, from Diana Silva. It was a great goal. Liatsin reincarnated into a woman, even though Liatsin's still around. Um, the ladies played well. Um, it's like they've been playing all season. To be fair to them, though, um, easily the best team in Portugal in, in for. The, for um, the female league, uh, Braga definitely a close second. I was thinking Braga was going to push us to penalties. Uh, they were playing well. They even had a goal, but it was it was marked offside correctly. Um, but yeah, uh, credit to, to Braga. They put up a fight. 
Um, but credit to our ladies, our ladies, you know, like you said, it, they, they showed the, the, the senior team and all the other Mudalidads, not saying that the Mudalidads did bad, but, uh, what it's, what it is to, to play for the shirt, what it is to, you know, um, fight, you know, sweat for the shirt and all that. Um, and yeah, and then credit to them because I think it's 10 of them, um, 10 of them are going or got called up to this last song uh, and, and, and well-deserved. So thank you ladies for the incredible season for the, for the trouble. Um, and um, yeah, I'm, I'm, I can't wait to see you guys do it again next season. Yeah. Sounds good. Uh, okay. And uh, uh, Bruno, what, what do you think? Uh, I've seen commitment, delivery, attitude. Uh, I think we see this in all modalities. And this is what we want to see in the men's team. Uh, Patricia Mraj did a wonderful job. Uh, and a, word, a special word for Anna Borges, who did a wonderful season during all the season, all the games, a lot of commitment. And uh, in this game, uh, she was injured. And uh, on the minute uh, 100 and then... Uh, 15, I guess. She, after yeah. she was, she was breathing, and she, she's incredible. Yeah, I, yeah, I I've seen that. I want to see this strength and uh, soul in all, all sporting teams. That's we, we, we could lose, but uh, at least we need to see a uh, commitment like this. Yeah, without a doubt. I know exactly what you mean because we know we're not going to win every game. But, you know, when, when, when you play it all, when you get 100%, you, you sweat your jersey, you know, and you hurt, but you still want to play, you know, you, you're showing us, the fans, that, you know, you really care about the club. Um, but, Sam, uh, how about you? Uh, I didn't watch the game because I was working at the time. But I did see on my break, I saw the goal, uh, which was a Bruno Fernandes-esque uh, goal there. Uh, but I just want to carry on what you guys are saying that this season alone shows the the women's team showed commitment and passion to play to play for the shirt. Whereas you look at the men's team, and you could tell that it's just not the same. So maybe, like you were saying, the the men should take note of the uh, the attitude of the women's football uh, team. Yeah, I uh, couldn't agree more. And uh, big time. Uh, let's move on to the next topic, which is uh, the uh, sporting situation. So I'm going to let Bruno, st uh, you know, start with this one. He lives in Portugal. He lives in Lisbon. He's closer to the whole mess. Uh, he, he, for sure, you'll know uh, a little bit more than us, uh, even though we have media available. But being up close, uh, living in Lisbon, downtown Lisbon, close to the club, you always know a little bit more. So, Bruno, tell us what's going on. Uh, what do you want me to talk uh, specifically? You can talk. You can talk about the uh, the situation that uh, Bruno uh, Carvalho is involved with Mart Suarez with uh, those those top wigs. Well, apparently they think they top wigs. Uh, all of a sudden, we have like six presidents. I didn't even know we were up for elections. Yeah. Uh, you know, I mean, I'm I'm totally like, what the hell is going on? Every day, um, every day was like a new. I'm going for presidency. I didn't even know there was elections. Yeah. So, <laughs> so, so solely about that, uh, about what's going on with our president, his administration, and Mart Suarez, who Mesa, uh, President Mesa, that. 
Okay, uh, so um, in the moment we heard about uh, Sporting was set to recover, uh, I guess it was 20% of the of sad per, uh, perc percentage, uh, which means Oldimo was going to lose his their um, decision uh they they're capable of decision on the direction uh there was a lot of movement uh, a lot of rumors saying that uh, Rogério Alves and a lot of people were linked to over Sobrinho and then uh, the avalanche starts i thought uh, i think uh, this is just a uh, um interest parallels okay yeah that's it uh and then uh, sporting uh, has a better uh, financial condition than it uh than it it was uh, five years ago and uh, the the abutres are starting to to appear in order, in order to recover the the tasho okay uh denny some, something to say about this yeah um, you know the, the the club right now is is going through some some difficulties due to the due to the season due to you know what we what what happened with us um and then also due with with the media lying with um, I mean, every time the media says something, there's always two, we wait two, three hours and there's some sort of contradiction right after. Um, listen, I, I think we should, we should all give it time. We should all hear all parties out. I'm not totally against the elect, the not election, but, um, um, I guess the, assemb the, the AG, the assembly should all, um, whether we have to vote for the continuance of Brun Carvalho or not, I'm not totally against that. Uh, because there have been many fans, many sausage voicing their concerns. Um, but so, you know, we're the ones that really run the club. The club is for us, by us. So if, if the majority feels that way, so be it. We'll be in another election. If not, that's perfect. Whatever, we continue on with, with Bruno. Um, I just think we should always give some things time um, because like like we've noticed in the media, you know, one second, Jorge Zuz is suspended and not doing the Taça Portugal game. A few hours later, we come out saying that that's not the truth. Um, players are supposed to be rescinding their contracts. I've yet to see one contract rescinded yet. Um, it's been two weeks now. Not one have been rescinded yet. So we just have to be patient. We have to play things out. We have to see how this whole thing goes. Of course, this this corruption scandal sort of thing sort of scares me a bit but then the more i read about it the more i see that there's a possibility that there might not really be anything in it um so you know like i said wait and see have some patience and then and then take your decisions um yeah that's really all i got to say about the situation okay uh good feedback thank you uh sam well for me i feel like it's just there's clearly a a rift between the players' management and the 
and the higher ups, not just talking about Brunswick Valley, but talking about the the higher ups in general. Uh, I believe Inacio was a great appointment as a director of football, and I think that's a good thing going forward. Uh, but something like Danny said, I think we need to give it time. I think we were aware that something needs to change. I'm not saying the presidency. I'm talking about the atmosphere and some of the players, the captains, etc. I just feel like it's something we need to need to give time. And like I said before at the start, I think all sporting gifts need to stick together, no matter of opinion. This is uh, times that we're going to need uh, that our club's going to need us to support it. So that's my two cents on it. Okay, so good feedback from all of you, and uh, I'm going to put in my two cents. I won't take too long either. Uh, basically, what I see is um, uh, a lot of people pulling the trigger really fast. Um, if you look at our neighbors, um, and uh, this is not criticizing them at all, but that's it's something I like actually. Uh, we've seen so so much feedback, so much information against Luis Felipe Vieira, but they're sticking together. You don't see, um, you see a, a little bit of resistance, but nothing like the way it is against Bruno Carvalho, um, because the most important for them is to protect the image of Benfica. Uh, at this point in time, and there's so much there's so much crap going on. Even today, it came out about uh, similar to Cashball that we involved that an impresario Ventura tried to buy off four Maritim players last season for Benfica. And again, the media, they, they said something, but we, really quietly and really fast and didn't make a big fuss about it. But for Sporting, we get treated differently. And I think we, the reason is because of Bruno Carvalho, because they love to piss him off uh, and then... They they love to to bring him into into the public, like uh, showing to everyone he's incompetent. He's not a good president because he's fighting a lot of uh, he's fighting against a lot of people, politicians, uh, big wigs, and sometimes that's not good. Um, and I'm me as a sporting fan. Uh, I'm kind of uh, very very upset with um, what's his name, uh, Frederico Varandes. Um, he was with Bruno Carvalho and all of a sudden he just leaves him like that in a heartbeat for for personal reasons. Then you have our old goalie, Benedit. Now he's also set to be a president. I mean, we have like 10 people that would like to be president. It looks like we found gold or diamonds or something all of a sudden. And, and there's no one supporting Bruno Carvalho but us, the fans. The, the the core sporting is the still the majority. That's the only thing that Pedro uh, Madreira Rodrigues said lately that makes sense. He said, if we go up for elections, he's still going to win. And he will win again, Bruno Carvalho. Um, does he have to change? Yes, he has to stop talking so much. You know, he doesn't have to be talking all the time, you know, giving feedback on, on Facebook, giving discourses all the time. People, I'm fed up too, to tell the truth. I think sometimes you should delegate. You should tell his vice presidents. He's got a ton of them in Portugal. I don't even know why there's like five or six vice presidents. It's it's so touch. Why not? He should be, you know, delegate to his director of communication. Should be delegating to his team manager. In this case now, Winacio. He's more vocal than Geraldo. Geraldo was more quiet. So let let them do the dirty work and you stay 
uh, nice and quiet as the president and only intervene when we win something or when you have to. Uh, but at this point in time, our sporting is very divided. Uh, I don't like it. I think that uh, Bruno Carvalho won the way he was supposed to win by elections. They're trying to blame him for the academy, uh, the incidents at the academy. It's more than proven he was not at fault. Don't believe everything you see on the Portuguese media, especially Correio de Manhã. That's TMZ. Don't believe in them. Uh, record, they, it's like one day they're saying that George Jesus foi despedido. Today or yesterday they came out and said that they had a meeting with Bruno Carvalho and now he might stay. So, you know, it's, it's, it's so much information going on, like we say in Portuguese, contra informação that it's it's hard to believe, uh, you know, it's hard to trust any of them. Record, a ball, o jogo, Correio da Manhã, I don't trust them at all. That's uh, a fact. Uh, but it's, it's, I don't see the reason why these people are against Bruno Carvalho so much. You know, if, if Bruno Carvalho was at fault for the incidents that could me, don't you think by now we'd be in jail? A Pijota had no no uh, doubts in getting Zuraldes for the Casbol incident. They got him. They didn't touch Bruno Carvalho. They had no no difficulties in arresting those to, 23 or 24 individuals for the attack of the terrorism academia. But no one has touched Bruno Carvalho. They have no no proofs, no evidence. And us Portuguese, we have a short fuse, and some, including myself. I'm not pointing fingers at anybody. But sometimes we we... We jump to conclusions because we get feedback from the, the media and all of a sudden we say, yeah, I think Bruno Carvalho should get out. But at this point in time, I think it's too premature. I think we should give it time because now little by little, uh, we can see that everything is a lie. Even the cash ball, I don't know if you guys saw the, uh, the interview on CMTV of 19 Minutes, Paul Silva, I saw it. And then what happened? Now it's been really quiet all of a sudden, because the interview didn't go quite well for SMTV. They were they they pushed him for him to say was Bruno Carvalho involved. Not even once he said that. He said he never spoke to anybody from the structure of Sporting. He never spoke to Geraldes. He spoke to the other guy, Gonçalves. Him and Gonçalves were never employees of Sporting. They were empresarios working indirectly uh, with Sporting. So it's quite different. You could be, you know, a handling company, handling Tapio Portugal, but you don't work for them. You're indirectly working for them. So CMTV, the interview didn't go quite well like they, they expected. And all of a sudden, they went quiet. Because at one moment, I don't know if you guys noticed, when they were talking about handball, what Paul Siva said was, uh, what I did was a common practice. I was not the only one doing it. Other clubs were doing it. But she, the, the female, uh, I forget her name, she cut him off right away. She was not interested in that. Because at one point, the guy said, Bom, nos combate crime com crime. I don't know if you guys noticed that. Any of you? Yeah, yeah, yeah I did. I, I seen that same interview. Exactly. So so he he actually, what he stated was, what I did, other people were doing it for other clubs. And she cut him off. 
se, 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 se ela queria se, repor a verdade no desporto em Portugal, então também falava nos outros clubes. But she was not interested in that. Uh, you know, well, and that's what's going on. So to all the sporting geeks, to all of our listeners, you know, take everything with a grain of salt. Don't believe anything you hear from the media, because today you, you'll see that uh, uh, Jorge Jesus no quer ficar, and uh, now t tomorrow they'll be saying, oh, yeah, he's going to stay for one more year. On Twitter, I've seen, like, three or four already, like, Arabic visas from, from Jorge Jesus already. It's crazy. And it's a possibility. No one is saying crazy the Crazy times we live in. Yeah, no one is saying <laughs> the contrary. But how many, how many times did we hear that uh, uh, seven players were about to resign? And all the, you know, have we... Have I'm we still waiting for one. Yeah, exactly. But anyway, if we don't have to, nothing else to say about that, I'm going to move on. Anything uh, else? I just have another point. Uh, in my opinion, uh, to reach stability, we can't be in elections uh, every time. Yeah. Uh, yeah. The, the others, uh, the other clubs, uh, when they have the, the club in charge, uh, they have no vultures on the pro. We, we always have remarkable uh, with commas, uh, looking for power cannot be like this. We need stability. The club is getting better on all fronts. It's, we, can, we can see that uh, clear growth. And we are moving towards a winning routine. I am a Sportingista. As, as such, uh, I recognize the, the hard work that Bruno Carvalho had. I had some uh, criticism in terms of communication. But it, it is inadmissible, the attack that is made on his integrity and suitability. If we want Sporting to, to continue to grow, we cannot let the, uh, these pseudo-candidates uh, that neither the, uh, uh, that they didn't uh, watch the modalities, they will extinguish sting, uh, them uh, again. They they don't love the club. They don't know the how Sporting are. Sporting is a club uh, of eclatism. We can't destroy that. Enough to, uh, to criticize for everything and nothing. And it's time to remember the presidents we had in uh, 17 years before Bruno Carvalho. In, in that space, we just won two, uh, two European titles. Sporting won seven European titles and was close to win more during the presidency of Bruno Carvalho. We need to see uh, what is best for the club. Re regardless of some flaws, perfection doesn't exist. And I have seen it Uh, and I, I have seen him recognize his own mistakes. We must give time to those who deserve it. If we had a croquette uh, during 17 years on sporting, I think uh, Bruno Carvalho uh, deserves uh, time. And uh, I think he will uh, learn from his mistakes. Well said. No, well I, said. I, yeah, I agree. And, uh, you know, that what, what pisses me off is uh, this, this, this weekend and last weekend, we won titles after titles after titles in different modalities. And, and uh, the record, the ball, you joke, uh, they mentioned something really fast, but they were more preoccupied in talking about bullshit. And, uh, 
it's uh, for God's sake, it's uh, let's talk about sports. That's why you exist a ball, a record, and uh, o jogo. You exist to, to, to display sports news, n not so much, and uh, you, they're not being equal. Like sporting, we've been treated like, like, like a bad boy, like a criminals. The uh, unreal. And yeah. then other clubs, when they were caught in, in corruption, they were not so aggressive, not so aggressive whatsoever. But the attack they 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 doing on Sporting, I really believe it's it's to to kick Bruno Carvalho out of the club. That there's there's a bigger picture on this. I don't know who's behind the whole thing, but I hate to say it. Most people think it's Benfica, but I really think if it is Benfica, it's in combination with a lot of Sportingistas that want the power. They want to be getting Utaishu, like Bruno said very well. So I hate to say, it, but it's a kind of a a, a, a combination of maybe Befiquismo and Sporting Gatos. Well, let's move on to the next topic. Uh, but uh, me, sincerely, I hope yeah. Bruno Carvalho stays. Um, yeah. The next topic will be transfers. So what have you guys heard? What, uh, uh, Danny, I'll start with you. All right, so I guess the biggest news for us is that um, there's a potential um, agreement or a deal between Napoli and, and Sporting for Rui Patricio. And if he does go, the names linked have been um, Joe Hart, which personally I hope not. Joe Hart has had a great career, um, though ever since he's left Man City, went to West Ham, went to Torino, he's been, he's been, he's been horrible. He's been horrible. If we get Joe Hart, that's basically getting Dumbia. We were just going for the name. But, I mean, at least Dumbia had a good season the year before. Um, Joe Hart is, um, I mean, I'm stressing this point very much. I hope we do not go after him. Um, Emiliano Viviano, or whatever his name is, from Sampdoria. A 32, 33-year-old goalkeeper is also linked with us for a 3 million uh, euro move. Uh, great goalkeeper. He's been a phenomenal goalkeeper um, in Italy for years, I think he'd be a bigger name had you know Italy not been full of um, full of um, household names like Buffon and 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 uh, Donnarumma and people like that. Um, so he'd be a decent option, a good option for our youngsters to continue their development while he takes over the pipes. Uh, if he does leave, and then it was I cannot pronounce his name. It's a Greek goalie from P uh, Pauk FC. Uh, in in Greece, who had a, themselves a great season, who controversially lost the league uh, because their president stormed the field with a gun, who, which made them lose three points. We, we we talk about our president maybe being a little crazy. I guess we you know Bruno has yet to storm the field with a gun on him. <laughs> um, uh, and then it's just a bunch of. Uh, we've also been linked with Gaston uh, Ramirez. I think his name is. Uh, for PSV Eindhoven, had himself a great season. He's a striker. Uh, I wouldn't mind seeing that move come through. That that definitely means that Dumbia or Monteiro uh, are on their way out. And then uh, I think that's it. I, I'm hoping we're, we're also still talking about maybe getting Cointrong, but Cointrong is also being linked with a move to Turkey. I'm not against another loan deal with, with, um, with Cointrong. Um, for the right price. I think if he's too expensive, I think we're better off looking elsewhere. Um, mentioned on this podcast a lot of times, especially from Bruno, 
is uh, in Sua, and I'm I'm 100% for that. He's on himself another great season. He's one of those players that left Sparting, I think, too early or, 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 or left Sparting when they didn't deserve to leave because they were still a phenomenal player. And um, and yeah, that that's that's mainly all the things that I can remember that we've been linked to. Uh, okay, and uh, Bruno, have you heard anything else? Uh, uh, I didn't heard about uh, Gaston Ramirez. If it is true, and he came, I think it it will be a very good solution. He can play as a offensive midfielder or a second striker, and I think it would be a good acquisition. And uh, the other positions we we talked in the previous topics. So I think we said all. Okay, Sam. Have you have you heard anything else, Sam? No, but just to uh, add to Bruno's point about uh, the goalkeepers, I really don't want Joe Hart as our goalkeeper. Viviana, I feel, is is better suited to us. I don't want to pay a lot for a goalkeeper who I think is average at best, and that would be Joe Hart. Obviously. We can't compete for his salary at Man City, who he's still contracted to. So if it were to be uh, one of them two, I'd definitely pick uh, Viviano. And uh, in addition, the team that Cohen Trout apparently is linked to in Turkey is the same team we sold uh, Beto to, which is Gostep. So, and uh, they can offer more money than we can to Cohen Trout, apparently. So who knows on that? But I really hope we get Cohen Trout back for another another season. Okay. Um, I've heard a couple names that you guys didn't mention, so I'll mention them now. Uh, I heard about the the uh, the goalie from uh, P P A O K F C, Alexandru Paskalakis. Uh, apparently, he's Greek. He's 28 years old. He's supposed to be a goal, uh, a good goalkeeper. Um, and then also, I heard about um, uh, here we go, uh, Gaston Pereiro. From Uruguay, he plays at the moment for That's PSV. That's what I meant, not Gaston Ramirez. Oh. Gaston okay. PSV. That's what I meant. Exactly. Nah, no problem. I got your back, buddy. Um, <laughs> They're both Uruguayan <laughs> with the first name Gaston. You know, it's close enough. Close enough, yeah. And yeah. and that's the, the 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 two big names I heard besides all the players we have loaned, which uh, I think they should be given a real shot this time. Um, so let's move on to the next topic. The next topic, we only have a couple left anyway. Um, uh, let's talk about the Portuguese media before we go into the modalities, and that will be the last topic. The uh, Portuguese media, Sam, I'm going to let you start first. What do you think? I want your personal opinion about the Portuguese media, not only the sports newspapers, but also the TV. What do you think, Sam? So I feel like a lot of bias is uh, with the media. Just like I was going to say, compare it to, to the UK, you've got uh, certain people who are supposed to be pundits and journalists who come out and say things to, you know, just to, to spite other clubs and to put their clubs in a way. Uh, you're looking at, for guys in England, there's a Paul Merson who's a, a Arsenal fan. He used to play for Arsenal too. He's a he's a biased one, but to be honest with you, I see. I think you said it earlier, Steph, where it might have been Danny that said you can't believe everything that you see in Portuguese media because someone will report it, and then another uh, newspaper or media will report the same or report different, and then it's like they said with the the training and the suspensions that it was it was reported by I think it was a 
o jogo onde another newspaper that said said the same that uh, uh, George Jesus was suspended for the the task of the league of fine a task of Portugal final and uh, so were a few players but no that didn't happen but I think the thing with the media is you definitely said this earlier uh, Bruno uh, not Bruno sorry uh, Steph there Bruno de Cavalho needs to to not get provoked by by the media because like you said Steph they are there to provoke him and to insult him and uh, to make him uh, to make him talk because that's what they get the most views on Bruno de Cavalho's uh, ignorance that's what they say and his uh, ambition that he gets uh, riled up by the media so for me I think Bruno de Cavalho and the Sporting need to just take a step back from the media but I think the Portuguese media is a for me it's just a bit I would say we use the word disgusting just because it's all a bit biased and uh, they'll say anything to get a click and uh, to get people to to tune in okay uh, to- totally 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 agree and uh, Bruno uh, what do you have to say in general uh, they are poor Pure. I am ashamed of what I see and uh, read by a, co- a lot of journalists. It seems they work more for the sponsored news than for the true news and to truly provide uh, information for the population. That, that's it, Bruno? Yeah. I, I don't... Okay. Uh, I don't want to spend a lot of words about media because uh, <laughs> I don't blame you. I don't blame you, Danny. What do you have to say? What What do Portuguese, Canadian Portuguese, have to say? Uh, listen, I'm not going to spend too much time on it either because I think Sam nailed it perfectly on the head and Bruno too. Um, the media, like I said before, it comes out saying one thing, and a few hours later, we you know dismiss that lie. We So with the media, I think they have a lot of a lot of work to do to, to better themselves. There's a, a a big bias towards other teams and certain meet in certain uh, papers. We know very well are are more Befica bias, like a Bala, a Jogos, maybe a little bit more towards Porto. Um, listen, it, it, it needs to be an, a non-biased <laughs> uh, platform. It needs to you know these journalists need to do their job a lot better. They need to grab all the facts before. Um, putting stuff out because journalism is getting to the facts and not just spewing out whatever just to get clicks or likes or whatever it may be. Um, you know, it, it, it needs to be a lot better. And, and, and that's all I'm going to say to it. Cause just like, just like Bruno said, they don't, they're not worth our, our, a lot of our breath. Um, yeah. I, I just hope a, a better, a better portrayal of the truth comes out within the few within within next season in fact within next week if they can but that seems like unlikely well yeah i agree with the uh vast majority of you guys uh about everything and uh um what what bothers me is the media the portuguese media doesn't even know how much they they uh there's no other way to say it i'm just gonna say it they they have no idea how much they fucking portugal Uh, Portugal, uh, as a whole, as a country, we look like a bunch of corrupted people, a bunch of uh, a country that has no leader, no leadership, and it's run, it's run by uh, by mafia, uh, and and we can think that to uh, to our media, um, I, I dislike them very much. 
I think they very, I don't think they are very incompetent, very incompetent. Because how dare you, you know, give out a piece of news without checking your sources? And uh, how was it? You had to be sure 100% before you released the news. You made sure, like, you double-checked, you triple-checked, you know, four or five times before you said, hey, Sporting Time will be sound. You triple-checked it because you knew how damaging this could be. So you would, they wouldn't play games. But in nowadays, the media is totally different. It's like, I don't know who said it, if it was Bruno or Sam, uh, that uh, they, they want to see people just clicking on, the, on their link so they can get paid uh, the maximum likes or the maximum comments on record ball and all they care about is how popular they are that uh, their news that, that they 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 just uh, uh, told the whole world is is being publicized but in a negative way for Portugal itself because uh, putting uh, sporting and Bifica and Porto in the same uh, basket, uh, saying that, that we all, co- because at this point, that's what it is. They're saying that the three major clubs in Portugal are corrupted. So uh, somebody from the outside, somebody from the US, from the UK, from, from Canada, from France, from Spain, from Italy, from China, oh, they, they're commenting on it because they don't know in depth, uh, you know, every single thing. They say, hey, look at Portugal, it's, it's a mess. It's all corrupted. So, and we can we can say thank you to a baller record and Uzog because they're doing a phenomenal job. We and mainly Correia de Manhã. Yeah, yeah, mainly Correia de Manhã and CMTV. We look like a bunch of douchebags. I am so sorry, Bruno, because you live in Portugal and I'm Portuguese too. Don't get me wrong. I love my Portugal, pena, because our media is doing a terrible service for our Portugal. You just don't release news because é isso vai ser uma sensação do caralho, meu, uma bomba. Because that's all I hear, uma bomba nuclear. Outra bomba. Portugal já nem existia. Já são quantas bombas nucleares em Portugal? Uma cinco ou sete? Foda-se. Uh, it would be diminished by now. And uh, I just feel bad. Um, I really do, really do. Because when I speak to my American friends, the ones that pay attention to sports, not in depth, but they look at uh, ESPN and Believe it or not, uh, uh, ESPN speaks about uh, football a lot more than years ago. These, uh, this stuff comes out, and they're like, what's going on in your Portugal? Because they look at me eh, like, uh, like I'm Portuguese, because my first name, last name, and I'm always talking about on my, on, uh, on my um, computer, even at work, I have the sporting logo on the background. Everything is sporting at my job. So, and it says at the end, at the... Uh, at the bottom of our symbol, it says what? Portugal. So they know that I love my Portugal. But when they see the news, they ask me, what's going on in your Portugal? Portugal is so corrupted. Uh, then I have to explain it to them what's going on. But imagine you multiply that by, by millions. It's, it's millions of people thinking that way. And we have to thank the Portuguese media because... They're the ones that at fault releasing this kind of information without double checking it. You can't believe everything an individual says. I mean, I could go up to uh, CMTV and say, Epa, eu tenho certeza. I'm just going to say sporting because I'm sporting. I don't want to mention other clubs. 
que o Sporting está envolvido em tal e tal e tal e tal, enquanto joga não sei o quê, com a estima com aquela equipa, com aqueles jogadores e tal e tal e tal. Encontrei-me com ele no café em tal sítio, na baixa lá do Porto e tal e tal. What makes it, what makes it true me saying that to them? They have to double check before releasing the news, but that's not what's going on. And uh, I got to tell you, it's, it's, it's not good for Sporting, it's not good for Benfica, it's not good for Football Club Porto, It's not good for anybody. And now we look like a bunch of corrupted people. And, and then the justice portuguesa, they're so slow in resolving the issues at hand that it makes it much worse. Because in Italy, you had a Juventus that went to the second division. Am I right? You're right. Yeah. So, yep. so there it is. So what can we say as a... As, as uh, Sam, he lives in the UK. What can Sam say as uh, uh, representing uh, uh, Portugal? He represents Portugal to his friends. Oh, Sam is Portuguese, so let's talk to him. Hey, what's going on, buddy, in a new country? Sam, he doesn't even know what to say because we, there's nothing for us to say. Not, nothing has been resolved. What, what can you say, Danny, in Canada? There's nothing you nothing. can say. There's nothing I can say in the U.S. as far as corruption in Portugal because all I'm going to say is, epa, nothing's been resolved. It's, it's, I think it's uh, in, uh, in our court system, but uh, the judge is delaying it and uh, nothing's been resolved yet. But anyway, so I think the Portuguese media to wrap it up is, uh, is a misery, a uma vergonha mundial para Portugal. And um, me, I've learned, it took me a while not to pay attention to them. Uh, the, only, the only time I, I go to record or ball or jogo, it's to see some results, like those initiates or juniors or juvenis. If I don't see on Twitter, then I, tr I try to get it from, uh, from them. Besides that, the news they, they release, they have no value whatsoever. Like CMTV, they had a 19-minute interview with Paul Silva. They didn't like it. They didn't publicize it. Cast ball is part of the past already because that interview was more damaging to CMTV than uh, more positive. Uh, the ratings uh, were okay, but then afterwards were low because whoever was listening to it and paid attention realized that Sporting was not involved in anything he was saying. Anyway, so without any further delays, let's go to the last topic so we, we can go to sleep. Uh, let's talk about modalidades. Uh, Bruno, go first. Uh, our beach soccer, uh, one nine two against um, Estonian team, and they will play against the MFC Spartak, who lost ten um, zero, I guess, against Braga. Was losing ten zero, and after the second uh, period, and uh, we have. Um, a clearly good chance to reach the quarterfinals. I think uh, with Braga, uh, Crystal, Falfala Kassem, and uh, Lokomotiv, we are the favorites, and uh, we need to to show it on the on the sand. Our uh, table uh, tennis table uh, won the three championship. They won uh, every games uh, 
in inside uh, Portugal, they reached the the semi-finals of the Champions League. Our uh, okay uh, did uh, an incredible game. No Pavilion de Luz. They won seven four against um, Benfica, and they just need to win against Port, uh, Porto at home to to win the title. Uh, I guess thirty years after, not sure. Um, and it show it, it shows that uh, our direction is working uh, very well in all the modalities. We are uh, in a great shape. Our uh, athletics team, female, uh, revalidates the the, champ uh, the, champ the club's champion's title. And uh, that's it. We are in a very good shape in, on every front. Agree with you, agree with you, buddy. Uh, Danny, do you have anything else to add? No, just congratulations to a bunch of our winners. Uh, I just seen the, um, the the cover for Journal Sporting, and it just features the girls, the um, the rugby team also, and just all the other winners that that Bruno just mentioned. And and, and congratulations, and thank you for uh, for for carrying the good name of Sporting Club Portugal in a in a right light. Well, well said, uh, Sam. Do you have anything to say, Sam? Yeah, just to piggyback off what uh, Danny said, just that uh, congratulations and uh, thank you for showing what uh, that we can still win no matter of just, if we're not just a, a men's football team, we've got so many other uh, modalities and so many other sports that we're involved in. So yeah, congratulations to everyone involved. Just a word for for the, the futsal team. Uh, they reached the... Um, the semi-finals of the of the playoffs and um, handball they lost against Benfica but uh, we cannot forget the great yeah. season that they did and um, that they played against Porto with a lot of injuries and they won by nine and it was really difficult to re to be in a good uh, shape against Benfica. Benfica played against a second division team before, and we played against Porto. It's not uh, the same thing. So I think they they are um, they need to be recognized for uh, for what they did uh, this season. And uh, I think um, we are going uh, going in a great great way. Agreed, agreed, buddy. Um, I'll just uh, give my two cents and then we'll wrap it up for today. Um, but uh, basically, uh, like Bruno said, he said the most of it. Uh, but just a couple other modalities. Judo, we are champions of Portugal. Uh, volleyball females, ladies, they were champions of the third division, so they got promoted to the second division. That's, to me, relevant. Um, as you know, that uh, when you start in a with a new team you have to start at the bottom unless unless you have x amount of international players 
there's criteria to be met, like sporting in volleyball, uh, men, they met those criteria. So congratulations to our volleyball female team, champions of the third division going to the second division. Track and field, uh, ladies, again, European uh, champions, like Bruno said, for the second year in a row, making, making it 29 international titles for Sporting Club de Portugal. That's very significant. Uh, it's 29 international titles. That's something else. I think we only behind Barcelona. Besides, uh, beyond that, uh, we're in second place. Uh, rugby, like Danny said, uh, we champions of Portugal for the second year in a row in the seven, seven team uh, individual uh, uh, female team. Uh, then ladies soccer, we mentioned it. We won the champion, the Tasa Portugal, making it the, uh, uh, the, the third trophy of the year. Uh, OK in Patins, we went to uh, Pavilion de Luz. We won 7-4. Seven, seven, if we win at home on the 2nd of June, uh, which will be on Sporting TV at 1500 Portuguese time, uh, 3 p.m. Portuguese time and 10 a.m. in the East Coast in the U.S. and Canada. Um, the, it's a full pavilion. It's sold out. So Desim Segundo will be there, which is great, phenomenal. If we win, we champions of Portugal. And ball, like Bruno said, we played against football. Cuport, we won by nine goals. And in the final, we played with Sporting Lisboa Benfica. Carlos Rezende is a he's a phenomenal coach. Actually, he played in the in the Sporting when he was uh, uh, younger. Uh, I played against him when I played for Iliabo, and he played in the juvenis and juniors to Sporting before he went to football Cuport, and he. He, he, his strategy paid off. He neutralized Portela and he neutralized Frankie Carol. And by taking those two players out of the game, our team was basically uh, diminished. Uh, so uh, it was a, a game, well game played by Bifica and Sporting lost. But you know what? They gave us so much this year. Uh, we only lost against Montpellier by one goal and Montpellier won the Champions League. By the way, yeah. So yeah. So so we they they did phenomenal. As you can see, no one uh, touched our players. No one beat them up. No one did anything about them because Sporting users are smart. They see when they play well, they can just win the game. It's okay. We're not ex expecting perfection. Not everybody is the same way or thinks the same way as those crazy fifty fans that uh, are all in jail. And I hope they stay in jail for a long time. You don't touch our players, even if they lose. We understanding uh, fans. Um, then table tennis, like uh, Bruno said, we won three championships in a row. That's significant to me. Uh, and to all Sportingistas. Futsal, we, against, we won against Brunoza. Two tough games. The, the game away, we barely won 4-2. I watched the whole game because they play really well defensively and in counter-attack, counter-attack. And then at home, we went to an overtime to win 5-3 against Brunoza. And now we play in the semifinals against Modicus, uh, another great team. Um, and then last but not least, in the, uh, the E-Pro football, uh, our guy uh, won. And he became champion on one-on-one. -on -one. But by teams, uh, we lost. Uh, but that's it. So it was a very successful um, weekend. And uh, we still have a couple trophies, uh, Okin Patins, 
uh, track and field ladies domestically, track and field uh, men domestically. Uh, we still have a shot at the uh, under 15. Juniors, Befica already uh, um, won the championship, the champions of Portugal under 19. They had, they had the better team. Uh, they deserved it. No questions about that. Under 17, I think we're out of it. That's between Porto and Befica. Iniciates, we still have a shot. We only two points away. Um, and we have OK in Patins and the Futsal. So, you know, we still have a few trophies uh, to conquer and much more important than the politics. So uh, to wrap it up, to all my Sportingistas that's listening to us, pay attention to our modalities. They're the ones who should have our attention, not so much the politics. And uh, that's why we're fans. We're fans of sports. We're not fans of politics. Because if I was fans of politics, I would follow the Republican Party the Democratic Party, or PSD, or CDS, or Partido Comunista, and so on. But I don't follow politics. I hate politics. I love sports. And with that said, give your attention to our modalities, to futsal, hockey patins, track and fields, iniciados, juvenis, juniors, and fuck the politics. And that's all I have to say, guys. Any, any last words? Just quickly speaking on politics, your provincial elections are coming up, my fellow Canadians. Every vote matters. That is a joke. Uh, nothing else, man. Um, yeah, it was a great podcast, boys. I don't really agree. Yeah. Sam? Yeah, very good to be back. Uh, yeah. Vivo Sporting. Vivo Sporting. Uh, this will be the last podcast of this season 2017-18 we might do a special one in relation to uh to uh the world cup or possibly touching on the subject of transfers and uh and uh the situation of sporting uh yeah. it won't we're not gonna have a podcast on a weekly basis we when if we do a special one uh we will announce it um and then we'll be back uh, when the official season starts, or so maybe a couple of weeks before it, to talk about the preseason. And then once the season starts, we'll be back again on a weekly basis. Uh, with that said, also pay attention to Sporting 160. They've already announced it. They will have a live podcast, the, the very first one for next season. It will be live. They want to show the fans what's behind the whole uh, preparation all the notes all the feedback so that's that sounds like uh, a really exciting podcast attention to that and they'll do a couple a uh, special um, podcast as well uh, we follow sporting 160 from portugal very closely i listen to that podcast all the time they always have some amazing feedback i love Zé joan you pedro they're very they're amazing with the, their knowledge i learned a lot from them and uh we uh basically sister companies together partnership and uh we we when we have some doubts we talk to them by whatsapp and they give us a lot of a lot of good feedback and that's all i gotta say boys anything else thanks Viva for sporting club portugal sorry go ahead <laughs> what Sorry, sorry for cutting you off, my bad. No problem, no problem. No, I just want to say thanks for all, for the, the sporting users who 
who join us uh, in our live podcast and uh, live. And it's uh, a pleasure to to talk about our great sporting with all you guys. I feel I feel the same way. A shout out to uh, to uh, to Zé Pereira. He stayed with us the whole time. Uh, to Kevin Fernandes. To uh, to Miguel Amaral. He showed up uh, also. So shout out to them. Um, and we'll see you next year, people. Enjoy the summertime. I am going to watch the game on the 21st of July, uh, which is scheduled to be o jogo da apresentação. If you guys go and watch the game, let me know at Steph Teixeira, at Steph301972 uh, on Twitter. Let me know so we can meet up and, uh, and we can celebrate and watch the uh, Jogo da Presentação together. I'm super, super excited. I'm already coordinating with family members. I'm going on a Friday, going to visit the museo, going to take a lot of pictures, Twitter, uh, put it on Twitter. I'm going to go crazy, possibly even cry and shit. You know, because uh, walking into my stadium, it'll be like walking to a Cathedral de Lisboa. So uh, I'm talking about the church. So I'm super excited. So see you guys uh, pretty soon. And uh, Bruno, thank you all the way from Lisbon for tuning in. Danny, all the way from Canada. Thank you. And Sam, all the way from Thank you. And that's all I got. Viva o Sporting Clube Portugal.